0: welcome back to the wicked ones podcast this is jen and this is tara and we are kicking off spooky season yes we are a week early not too early because there's never too early for spooky season right um but we're excited to get started with it and all the things fall
1: Yes. I know I tried to decorate the other day. My husband was like, it's 82 degrees. It's not fall yet. I know you want it to be fall, Tara. It, it's not fall yet. It's no. fall at night.
0: It gets cold enough at night for it fall.
1: It does. I, as soon as I can put on a sweatshirt, I can start decorating.
0: Especially if you want to decorate outside with flowers.
1: Yeah. I got. We <laughs> found that out the hard way when we were talking oh, about yes. the mums I bought. And I was like, damn, they only lasted like two days and there was a frost. <laughs> and and like, they
0: <laughs> bought them too late, Tara. Home Depot um, was like, thank you.
1: Thank you for buying our our mom's. Ah, they were probably marked down to like two bucks. Yeah. So I was yeah, like, yeah. This is perfect. Um, but no, I got some I got some cool flowers the other day so I can decorate the front porch and get a couple of things out there. Ava really looks forward to that with me. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull some stuff out. I'll just I'll wait till October first to do the spooky skeleton. Yeah, it's just and, the fall stuff right yeah, now. Yeah, just the fall stuff. So other than that, I'm really looking forward to Halloween Kills. is coming out soon, and you promised me to go to the theater. I'm so scared.
0: I'm gonna cry, but that's okay. I'll be okay.
1: Are you really that nervous?
0: Yeah, I have to go to work at three in the morning on like dark <laughs> roads and walk through <laughs> parking lots. If I didn't have to leave the house by myself in the middle of the night,
1: yeah,
0: when I'm on call, I wouldn't be scared because I'm not normally scared at any times except for except for that scary so,
1: i'll get you some good pepper spray and a little bit of a like a little bit of a weapon you
0: thank you. Carry that with you don't no mind me problem. this is just my <laughs>
1: i'll give you my dog walking my battering
0: me. stick for when i walk through the parking lot
1: <laughs> no worries <laughs> <laughs> this is totally normal i'll even like i'll put i'll put a label on there with your name on it so everybody knows just who's it is. Stick. Okay, okay. Uh, so i'm excited about that and other than spooky though yellowstone is coming out i oh, would count down I'm very excited. Yeah.
0: We really need to figure out a viewing night. Hopefully mm-hmm. we can make that work with everyone's
1: schedule. Yeah. I, this... think we, I think we will. We'll definitely make that a priority. Even if we have to get babysitters for it's the kids. Because so... this is a big deal. It's I cannot wait. Yeah, know. So good. And then other than that, I need another book. I know you said you. Oh, me too. Me too. I haven't started a new one. And I kind of want to do something for really to go along with spooky season. Like a good scary book that's kind of, you know, got...
0: Like paranormal,
1: yeah, something like that would be really fun. I think, but I just don't know of any.
0: I don't either. I always read no. I read thrillers, but Mm -hmm. not that type. Yeah, I read apocalyptic. Yeah, (laughs) it's really scary, but it's not. (laughs) It's not ghost. It's not haunted. Something like
1: it. Like I loved it so much. I think I read that book five times when I was younger. I thought it was great. Something like that. That's just yeah, spooky paranormal, but not. I don't know
0: not cheesy yeah sometimes, sometimes they get cheesy
1: okay so that's there's an assignment for you if you're listening and you have a good book that you just read or something that you recommend that you just loved even years ago because I probably haven't read it send, uh, send us a note there's a little link that you can click on our website it's up at the top it says contact and it's just like I think it's a banner and you just click it and it'll take you right to the contact page and you can just send us a list of your favorites because I really need something good to read, and I am—I've been searching. I know you. You know you're—you've read everything, so I you're do. searching. I
0: can take constantly. any type of recommendation because, unfortunately, yeah. I've read so much.
1: So, so that'll help. And then, um, yeah, we'll let's just jump right into it because we are doing, as we said, spooky season, and so we decided to do stories about hauntings or places. I mean, really, just kind of left it open ended. Um, I knew right away. The minute that we decided to do this, that I wanted to look into the Congress Hotel. So that's yeah. why I'm going to tell So, yes.
0: We should have um, had the girls on. They, they could have shared their horror.
1: They still talk about how scared they were. Because mm-hmm. we stayed there. So we stayed there a couple years ago. Was it three years ago now? November? For Girls on the Run. And um, we, we wanted to make sure that we stayed there because we knew it was haunted. And we were excited to talk to...
0: Yeah, we did move in into like a holiday weekend. Yeah, we saw the parade and
1: we we, we did a Christmas dinner at uh, the Walnut Room. Yeah, that was so fun. fun, so fun. So pre COVID. Yes, pre COVID. Um, we'll talk about our creepy experience there at the very end, give people something to wait for because we do have a good story, and I will say our story of what happened is probably just as scary as some of the other ones I'm going to yeah. tell you. So I think. We definitely are, should be documented, to be honest. we submit Um, it somewhere? I don't know, but I'm excited that we have our own experience, because I've been to a lot of creepy, spooky, supposedly haunted places, and I've been disappointed not one crazy thing happened. (laughs) I didn't see any ghosts or poltergeists or was cold. I couldn't even say, like, I felt a chilly breeze. Like, (laughs) nothing. I was like, nope, unfortunately, I don't think it's haunted. Okay, so I'm going to tell you all about this. Travel and Leisure magazine named it as the number one scariest place in the entire state of Illinois. I would believe that. That's an honor. I mean, there's some other hotels downtown, actually in Chicago, that have some creepy stories. I mean, you know that it's if it's a hotel and it's been around for a long time, there's definitely been death and different things happen. I mean, it's just it over the years they accumulate. Unfortunately, like things happen, right mm-hmm. and. Let me start just by giving you a brief history on the hotel, which I know of all people, you will appreciate a little bit of history (laughs) and our fellow Chicagoans, because I did include a few fun side notes that I thought were really cool about the city um, itself. So the hotel is one of the oldest ones in the city. It was designed by Clinton J. Warren, but the project was overseen by Dankmar Adler and Louis Sullivan. And I only mention this because they're the ones that built the prestigious auditorium theater that's just across the street from the hotel on Congress. And originally the hotel was called the Auditorium Hotel because you know, they were Everyone stayed there for the theater. Yes. And they were connected. I'll talk about that in a little bit. It's in my notes, but I want to talk about how they were connected. And I think that's very cool and actually kind of creepy in itself. I also think many people that study architecture will probably know who I'm talking about and think, oh yeah, those, because they've designed several buildings across the U.S. in different cities that I I know of. I was going to list them, but I'm not going to go that far. You're not here for architectural design class. You're here for a scary story. So, but the reason that I looked into it originally is because um, I know of the Adler Planetarium downtown, right? You've heard of that. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, I wonder if they built that too. But no, it's not the same guy. I. That was just a random piece of trivia. This guy, actually, his name was Max Adler, and he he was a businessman and he founded the uh, the planetarium. So it just seems like a name that wouldn't be that common. Yeah, it's in you know, the two buildings in the city, so, but totally not related. Interesting. So the Congress Hotel was built and opened for business in 1893, and its main purpose was basically to play host to the many thousands of visitors that were traveling in for the Columbian Exposition, which we know more commonly as the World's Fair. The reason that they called it that, I looked into that a little bit too, is they were trying to do this on Columbus's, the, annivers- the, an- the 400th anniversary of Columbus discovering America. So that was why it was actually called the Columbian Exposition. Interesting. World, right? I thought that was really interesting. Especially since Columbus is very controversial today. Yeah. They yeah. talk about that. Like, Ava's very anti-Columbus. She's like, this guy was a jerk. I don't know why we even celebrated him.
0: You know, I can say that in hindsight.
1: Yeah. yeah. But, She's like, why did we but even But Columbus didn't,
0: stay? you know, once again, like, maybe his intentions weren't so.
1: Right. You know it's not like I was there. I didn't sail with a guy. Didn't know the guy personally. No. But
0: and unfortunately, we have to learn from our past. We can't we just do. pretend like none of these no. bad things happened.
1: But whether we celebrate somebody or, you know, show that in history, this guy did great things, but he was an asshole. Then, you know, that's not a bad thing. No, We're no, still no. talking about it. We're right. getting people there. Actually, I think this is even better because... It's getting people to be more interested in that part of history than like, okay, great. Oh, I discovered America in 1492. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Like, eaters just like, gives a shit. But now they're like, oh, did you think he was a good guy or a bad guy or why? They had to write a whole paper on this. I thought it was really cool. So anyway, World's Fair. Back to the World's Fair. (laughs) So this is another really cool piece of information. So New York, Washington, D.C., St. Louis, and Chicago were all competing to have the honor hosting the event they all wanted to host it Chicago obviously ended up winning but during the heated debate an editor from the New York Sun no doubt was talking about why New York should win out right and he dubbed Chicago that windy city so he's probably just talking shit about us, like oh know, why would we want to why would we want to go to that windy city and blah 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 but it stuck, so that's how the in- the nickname came about, and that's why we are known as the Windy City. No, isn't that cool? I did not know that. Chicago's a great city. Yeah, we no. have a little
0: bit of a crime rate problem, but
1: yeah. But I mean, you know what I mean. Like it's it's funny though. You got the Sunshine State down in Florida, and ours mm. is just the Windy City. I mean, that's all you could think about to come up with for Chicago. But hey. Anyway, back to the hotel. I promise, don't turn it off yet. It's, just, it's gonna get good. <laughs> I just I wanted to give you this because I thought it's really interesting to know like how the hotel came to be and why they built it and all of those good things. So the Congress is also known for it. Obviously, when you walk into the to the uh, up to the desk, it's grandeur and just right. Like when when we walked in, y- you just look around with your mouth open. You're like, whoa! It's super ornate, right? It was really really tall and very ornate. Lots of gold, lots of swirls and green. Right, right. It's also steeped in history. It had tons of famous clientele. So many heads of state, several presidents, other dignitaries from around the world have all been guests there. And it's been the site for many important historical events. The building was also built to be an extension of sorts, as I mentioned, to the Auditorium Theater. And so this is cool. Underneath the hotel and underneath the street is actually an ornate marble tunnel that connects the two buildings. And it's called Peacock Alley. And it runs underground and I mean, it's been blacked off since, but I need to show you a picture because it's, it looks really cool. Why they block it off? Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason, but it's, it's blacked off. I mean, a lot of the hotel was shut down, right? Even when we went, this was pre-COVID and a lot of things were dark and covered and Yeah, just turned off. Seriously spooky. Mm-hmm. Obviously today we know it is the Congress Hotel and not the Auditorium Hotel. Um, it's named now for the street that it sits on and it boasts over 870 spacious rooms and we can attest to that the ceilings are super high the bathrooms were a decent size but the views were amazing I mean the views you're like right in the heart of the city you can see right I Mm -hmm. thought that was that was my favorite part just being able to look out and see all of the places that we wanted to go we just walk right there so it was super um that was really that was super cool the hotel was originally built with just the North Tower section, but later it underwent a few renovations in the early 20th century, and they added the South Tower, which included a grand banquet hall known as the Gold Room, which a lot of people would run out for weddings and different things like that. And the it was also the very first ballroom in the U.S. that had air conditioning, which I thought was kind of cool to learn. You know me. I'm all about trivia. Like, I got to brush up on all this for Trivial Pursuit later. So, like We play <laughs> as a family, and I know all these crazy facts. Um, But at this time, there's also another ballroom that was added to the original North Tower in 1909 called the Florentine Room. So these two ballrooms, along with the Elizabethan and the Pompeian Room, played host to Chicago's elite social events for many decades. So you can imagine all the top people in Chicago. I mean, this is where you hosted all of your events. That's so cool. So, I know, I really wish I could just been a fly on the wall back in the day and watch some of these people like roll in and oh, I'm sure it was really cool. The Benny Goodman show was also a very popular radio show back in its time. I don't know if you'd heard of it, but it was, uh, it was actually, they used the hotel's urban room as its temporary location. So it wasn't where the show always aired, but they did, they did air there for a time. And it, the urban room is like this swanky nightclub that you can imagine was very hip and happening back then and in the time period i'm sure it was amazing al capone was said to have played cards there every friday night in one of the meeting rooms that overlook grant park again i'm sure the views in that room were amazing because seriously if you get a chance to stay in the hotel it's super old it's kind of run down but it's just the atmosphere is really cool and the the views are amazing right it's got a very cool vibe it does it um, does but, yeah, it's,
0: it's old. It needs to be renovated. But I feel like if you renovate it, you're going to lose all that.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I go back and forth on that. I feel like it just needs to stay old and, mm-hmm. and creepy. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think that's why we liked the vibe. Other people are like, oh, I don't know about this place. <laughs> um, but there were even rumors that Capone had owned the hotel for a time and ran his business out of it. But nothing could have been confirmed. So I know that's something that we had talked about and something that the uh, bartenders there had mentioned to us. It's also been said that he never actually stayed the night there unless he used a different name. But one interesting piece of true crime history that I can state is fact. So for those of you who know the history behind the St. Valentine's Day massacre, Jake Greasy Thumb Gusick called Capone from a phone at the hotel both before and after the massacre took place. So the phone call was made to the gangster who was in his Palm Island, Florida home at the time of the shooting. Basically, they said they thought You know, that Capone had ordered the 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 hits, Um, and this was maybe a possible way of confirming that.
0: Hmm.
1: Hotel guests and staff members have also reported seeing Capone's ghost roaming the halls. They describe the gangster's 1920s attire and claim to hear the tapping of his wingtip shoes as he walks through the halls. So that's kind of cool. I remember that was one of the things that they had told the us. The bartenders, yeah,
0: yeah. They, he ran a lot of his business through there.
1: That's what the that's what the rumor was, right? That even like the bootlegging and all of that kind of a thing, and maybe he even used Peacock Alley. Who knows? Well,
0: they talked about remember the bartender was talking about him using the underground tunnels that mm-hmm. connected him to different. They didn't say where, but they just said it, it could. Yeah, and like and maybe it was underground system.
1: elsewhere because it doesn't sound like there was a whole system. It was really just like one hallway unless there's more to it. But I couldn't find anything on that. So I can't speak to that, but I love a good rumor with underground tunnels. So it sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds super fun. So the presidents that I mentioned, Cleveland, McKinley, Teddy Roosevelt, Taft, Wilson, Harding, Coolidge, and FDR all made the Congress their base of operations when they stayed in Chicago. So this is why the hotel is often referred to, actually, as the home of the presidents. Uh, In 1912, Teddy Roosevelt was at the Congress when he announced his bull moose platform in the Florence Ballroom. In 1932, FDR used the hotel as headquarters for his Democratic Party. In 1971, Nixon spoke to roughly 3,000 guests in the Great Hall, um, addressing the Midwest chapters of the AARP and the Retired Teachers Association. There have been many women's suffrage rallies, presidential rallies, and conventions all held there over the years. I mention these gatherings because I think the hotel has that certain feel to it. I think that it may possibly be haunted both literally and figuratively, if that makes sense. Like, I think you can kind of feel the historical significance in the walls surrounding you when you're there. Like, you just kind of walk in and you're in awe, like I said. And maybe part of that is to do with the people, the clientele, the people who used to be there. If you're a history buff and things like that get you excited like they do me.
0: It's definitely a place where you walk in and it's a if these walls could talk kind of place. I've been to some historical sites where they just don't do anything
1: for me. Yeah.
0: That is a place where I walked in and I felt like things happened here.
1: Yeah. And you're not the only one. I mean, there's different people who talk about their experiences of staying in the hotel and what they felt when they walked in and and everybody had some kind of a vibe going yeah. on. Like, it was, for real, like, it's pretty cool. Yeah, so even if you don't stay there, just go take a take a walk through the lobby and go look around and just kind of just be in that place. The staff they're...
0: was great, too. I mean, they
1: totally... Oh, yeah, I know they were great. The yeah. people that came in there from the tours were really awesome and fun. I mean, yeah. it was a really good time. I, I would love to go back. Okay, so what you came for was the paranormal activity. And I already mentioned a little bit about Capone, but the other ghosts... they're not as famous can't say that you know i mean yes teddy roosevelt has been mentioned possibly being seen in one of the ballrooms but uh, most of the stories are that i felt were more solid that have been told throughout the years and have been reported by more guests and staff that's kind of what i went with so there's there's been several things but i kind of just like picked through the and want to give you the main ones there's peg leg johnny Hotel guests and staff members have reported seeing this apparition many times. So he was a transient back in the day that was thought to have been murdered in the hotel in the late 19th century. One of the hotel staff members in the 1940s remembered him as always having a nice smile and a big tip for the staff. That was one of my things where I was like, wait, so he's a transient hobo, but he he always had money for the staff for tipping. I thought that was a little contradictory, but that's what I found in some of my research, so I wanted to mention it. But this man isn't menacing. He's He's been sighted hobbling around the South Tower in the guest room, in the hallways, in the lobby, sometimes in the dining areas. He's just like shenanigans. He just turns lights on and off and electronics on and off. They say that the, the kitchen next to the gold ballroom often has disconnected equipment turning on by itself. So that's creepy. That's super creepy. That's really when something creepy. is like sitting there with its plug not plugged into the wall and turns on... It's, I can't imagine. I'd be really freaked out. So generally harmless, but I'm sure if you're experiencing them, it's terrifying, right? Uh, Then there's the shadow guy. Literally a shadowy figure you can't quite make out. He just shows up and scares the shit out of people. So there's one story where two Marines actually ran through the lobby back in 1989 in nothing but their boxer shorts around 3am, which of course we always talk about 3am being the witching hour because all, all the scary shit happens at 3 a.m., It right? does. Like, it just does. They ran through claiming that a huge dark figure came out of the closet toward their beds. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't stick around to chat either. <laughs> I'd be, That's terrifying. He's out. I'm out. I have no idea, but right? Yeah. The Florentine Ballroom, gorgeous and ornate. I mean, all of the hotel is really, really exceptional. But the, the Florentine Ballroom is really pretty. I should I should pull up some pictures. <laughs> But the hallways in the hotel remind me of The Shining. And again, I, I had pictures for you. I'm gonna to have to show them. I'll post some different things. But literally, like some of these hotel, like you remember walking mm-hmm. down the hallways, like, and didn't you feel like you were alone? Eight hundred and seventy plus rooms, and every time we oh, went totally anywhere, totally isolated. We were by ourselves. Yeah, like you didn't run into one person. You didn't see one pizza box sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. You didn't hear anybody. Super creepy, right? You know, there was like tons of people staying there. We yeah, no, we never there wasn't, ran into any of them. There was so. You go to
0: the lobby and the bar and everything, and there was a million people. But once you trekked to your hotel room, it was mm-hmm, silence.
1: Oh, yeah. It truly felt like you were by yourself.
0: I think it's the way the hotel was set up because you couldn't get to certain places. Remember? Yeah, yeah. You had to go through different like towers right. to get yeah. to different rooms. Like, there was dead ends Because I think everywhere. it was pieced
1: together in history. Like I said, they built the North Tower. Then they, like, were like, oh, let's build another tower and let's build this ballroom. and Let's do... So, I think the way they connected everything was just, like...
0: You had to go up, down, and yeah. around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Weird. But the... But the Florentine ballroom, as I originally was was starting to talk to you about it, it was actually a roller rink, and it was supposed to be for the World's Fair visitors. Security guards claim that on their night on their nightly rounds, they can hear faint organ music and the sound of old wooden skate wheels rolling across the wooden floors from outside the doors, which is that's that's it's creepy, but like it's like a happy creepy. Does that mean like you're like oh organ music and giggling and and the roller skates? I mean, I would never open the door. But this is another thing. Many of the hotel staff said that the doors that they've locked up, no matter how secure they try to make them, they're constantly found open. That comes into play later to answer some of our questions of our our personal story. Yeah. When we went, the piano in the room also has been known to play on its own. Nothing crazy, like not like an actual song, just like a couple of notes here and there. But that's like someone's
0: walking past and just dun, tap dun,
1: tap Yeah. Yep. Some claim that they've seen, like I said, Teddy Teddy Roosevelt's ghost, um, a woman's, and this is all in that ballroom area, a woman's scream has been heard outside the staff door on one side of the room, and there are stories that the women's restroom is haunted by a woman who will appear in the mirror, staring, and then follow guests out into the hallway. Like. Ooh. What is it?
0: What sounded the the women's women's restroom.
1: So it made me think of Bloody Mary. And that already gives me so much anxiety. Cause I like I've never tried it. It just terrifies me. The no, thought no. of it just scares scares me to death. So it's on my bucket list. But oh, but it's just creepy, right? No. no I thanks. can't. I would I can't. never have to pee that bad. <laughs> I'm not going in there. There's gotta be other bathrooms. Like mark like out of order.
0: Um, I'm waiting, okay, I'm waiting. There's a couple that the that the Bellhop had a couple of stories that Bellhop had told us when we were waiting for our car.
1: Ooh. I'm curious to see if these are if, in here. If it's in here, if it's not you have to share, okay. So the bathroom spirit's probably the scariest one to me of all the stories, but it's also said that many brides have claimed that during photo shoots near the grand piano in the gold room, their bridesmaids are missing from the photos. I mean, I'd love to see some of them because I mean, if you're claiming that, you would. I, I wanted to find pictures. I want yeah. to see like who's well, missing why are and they why.
0: missing? And how do you do that? Like a spirit standing in front of them? I
1: don't know. It didn't really say just that they were missing. So I was kind of like, all right, was it a planned photo shoot or was she in the bathroom with the groomsman <laughs> being spied <laughs> on by on? the creepy lady? It's yeah. so weird. What's going on? I just, I need to know. So I want to see pictures and I couldn't find any. One other constant story told over the years is the hand of mystery. So supposedly a hotel staff member or possibly construction worker found himself trapped somewhere in one of the walls and suffocated trying to find his way out. Um, So there's what appears to be a hand cemented in the wall grasping an iron bar. It really looks like you can see fingers and a thumb. So I will show you that later because, again, damn it, I don't have it. But, I mean, it just, it looks like almost like a hand, like, going like this until, like, a... Like an iron bar in the wall. Yeah, it's it's pretty creepy. No one but, hide it out. But it's yeah, but it's also it could be anything because it's also said that the wall behind it isn't thick enough for a person to be like stuck back there. I don't know, right? I don't know it's the logistics of story. it, but it does make for a fun story. I mean, not the poor guy that suffocated. Hopefully, that didn't really happen, and it's just a rumor. But. There's also recurring sightings of a little boy who roams the halls around the 13th floor of the North Tower. He can be seen chasing guests, moving furniture, or sometimes lights will go on or off, or things, like, little things will go missing, like hotel keys or whatever. People always lose their keys, so I'm like, you can blame it on a ghost. Like, mm-hmm. he just lost that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he seems to be wearing knee breeches and high-button boots, which stayed him, of course. The story on this poor little boy, though, is a very sad one, and so I... I had to share it. They believe his name is Carol or Carl Tommy Langer. So I wasn't sure on this one because it's spelled K-A-R-E-L. And he's from Czechoslovakia. So I guess it could be Carol, could be Carl. I'm not sure. His family lived over in Czechoslovakia, like I mentioned, where his father, Carol or Carl Langer Sr. opened um, Heinek Marples Textile Mill in Prague. So back then, this business that they owned would have been worth $1.5 and Today, $28.5 million. So that's like a lot of money back then. Sadly, this was at the time when the Nazis were invading, and the family sold the mill for a very small amount to a group of its oldest employees. Just They just were hoping to avoid persecution. They were trying to get enough money just to escape and get to the United States. But Mrs. Langer, they, I mean, they fled to the U.S., so they, they made it over here. But Mrs. Langer was thought to have gone temporarily insane. So they were forced to leave their home, all their loved ones, everything they knew. This is what they imagined was what was the breaking point for her. She threw her two young boys, Jeanne, Misha, four and a half, and Carol, Tommy, six, out of the window on the 13th floor of the North Tower before she jumped to her own death. And this was on August 3rd, 1939. I heard that story before. Did you? Mm -hmm. So it was actually this event that prompted an appeal to President Roosevelt to allow persecuted European refugees to remain in the U.S. So many of them had visas that only allowed them to stay for six months. And a reminder to those with uh, that are rusty on their history, World War II started September 1st of that year. Heading back to this war-torn country was not an ideal option for these refugees. And they wanted to keep their families safe. So, I mean, if you think about that and when the visa was up I mean August, early August, they probably were looking at having to leave in like a month. And this is, I can't even imagine. She couldn't handle no, the thought of going back. No, she couldn't handle it. No. Well, and I'm sure she couldn't handle the thought of going back, but also probably couldn't handle the thought of being away. That's just heartbreaking. Yeah. I heard that story before. Did you? Where at? Do you know? Um, One of the staff told it. When we oh, were one of the staff told you that one? Yeah. Okay. Did they happen to know the boy's name? Because
0: <laughs> they didn't know, they didn't talk about the boy's name. And they it was a very um shortened version. She they had said like she had lost her mind and jumped out the window yeah. with her two boys.
1: So her oldest boy is the one that they claim is the ghost that runs around. Nobody's ever seen the woman. Yeah, or... which and
0: of course I was like, well, why is only one hanging around? You know, yeah, I want yeah. to know more details. Well, but... I
1: have more details for you. So some of the articles that I looked at claim that they, um, there was supposed to be a triple funeral, but the older boy's body went missing and never made it to the morgue. Oh, no, stories and myths change over time, but the, this is the one that remained the most constant, and that makes sense, right? Everybody else was able to pass through and go to heaven, and this poor little boy's body was missing, and he didn't get to go through the the yeah, funeral the right? process. Yeah. Well, then there's the story of Room Four Forty One. Right? The They're trying to scare the children. <laughs> they say, you can stay there if you want to. It's not closed off, but there have been reports that it's haunted by a woman. She can be seen some night standing at the foot of the bed, and sometimes she starts kicking and banging on things to wake up the guests. You know. <laughs> no thanks. I don't think. I don't know. <laughs> You'd be upset i I don't know. I would, handle it. I would be very upset. I might even yell at a ghost. I might be like, what? What do you need? Yeah, so, I mean, here we want to visit Alcatraz, but sleeping in a haunted room, I don't know. Would you do it? If they were like, you guys can stay in room 441 for the weekend, would you?
0: Probably. Yeah, you think? Well, because it's not a harmful ghost. I mean, she just makes noise.
1: I mean, that's true. We could bring her, we could bring an extra glass of wine and charcuterie for her and just be like, hey, don't wake us up. Like, we're tired, but you can have this.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I would stay there or not. I'm just curious, like, how they assign people to that room or do people have to be requested to stay in that room? Could not get a straight answer out of anyone at the hotel. No.
1: So if, like, you're a complete asshole, they're like, room 441 for you, sir. Right. <laughs> like, like, you, you come yourself. in all, like, hot. And <laughs> they're like, yeah, we got a 441 here. <laughs> like, to <you're> 441. Call. <laughs> you're called 441.
0: <laughs> or do they not use that room unless someone's like, I want room 441 in the Maybe, well,
1: right? It. Like, you have to request it or you're just.
0: You know what I mean, I'm curious to see? But no one would really say anything.
1: And it's probably because so I will tell you in in some of the readings that I had, there were a couple people that um, would actually they were journalists so they were seeing in some of these in some of these rooms and they were trying to see what would happen. And some of them were ghost hunters. And the one guy said that. He called, and he was asking about the, like, the specific room. Okay, so then I shouldn't do that.
0: I was just thinking, when we're done here, I'm going to call. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> no, you, you totally can. I'm sure that they're used to people calling and asking questions, but they just said that the room number changed for some of these things over the years, and then this is the one that they had settled in probably on the ghost tour enough to where it became 441, so I don't know how true it is. How that true it's, if
0: it's that, actually that room? It could be correct. a different room.
1: Yes, because then there were some stories of other rooms that I was reading about and they wouldn't give, they wouldn't divulge the room number. They were like, we can't tell you what room this is, but we can tell you this has happened in these rooms. So they're obviously still renting these rooms out, but come on, you have 870 rooms in your hotel. You can block off like 10 of them that are creeped out So a couple of other ones that I had learned about was uh, room 474 supposedly is home to the ghost of a judge that constantly changes the channels on the TV. So not super creepy, but I guess it happens enough to be noted. (laughs) Room 759 has a ghost that tries to pull the door shut when you try to enter. So the legend has it that he was like a longtime resident of the hotel and his son came with security to help try to get him to move out and go to this nursing home that they, um, that they wanted him to, to move to. It was just time. And he used all of his strength to keep them from coming in. Some say that he's still trying to stay there. So every once in a while when they try to get in, they can't get the door. That's cool. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Like I said, one of the writers that I stumbled upon that actually stayed in the hotel and studied its haunted past promised management that he wouldn't give the room numbers. But there's rooms where, the, like there's a room where the painting will rotate on its own. That's totally movie material. That's
0: right definitely
1: movie material. Um, in this room, there was also an exorcism that was once held before they took the patient to a nearby convent. So that's crazy, right? You're in the exorcism room. Like, ah, oh, that's creepy. And then there's yet another room where this one, I don't know. This uh, Apparently, this woman slit her wrist in the bathtub in the 1970s. And it said that sometimes you can still catch a glimpse of her in the, in the bathtub, which is crazy. What is that? That
0: like? that those flashes like that they shown I can't no.
1: Right when you walk in, you're like, oh my god! Did I see that? Did I not see that? Yeah, yeah, I right can't where they're like the slow motion flashes. <gasps> yeah,
0: in movies, how they like. Yeah, yeah they, no, I can't
1: do those. Yeah. Did they do that in The Shining with the woman in the bathtub? Remember, she's like beautiful, and then she like turns into like yeah old the, rotting corpse. Corpse. Blah. Yeah, those ah no. So I Mm-mm. I pictured that. I was like oh, god. So that's really creepy. I don't. I definitely wouldn't want that room. Um, and there are several other accidents involving elevator shafts, a few murders, some suicides that happened in or around the hotel, but I didn't really get into those because could they be some of the ghosts I mentioned? Maybe. But I think every hotel has these stories, so I try to talk about the ones that I thought held the most value in regards to the actual ghosts themselves. So, I mean, if you want to read about all those, I mean, there's an endless number of people just dying in all sorts of ways at the hotel but
0: I feel like hotels would be that way
1: yeah I mean I just they think have you're to gonna tell ha-
0: so right. many every room has to just tell so many stories of mm-hmm. what happened
1: oh yeah I, I guarantee mean. there's not been one room that we've stayed in that didn't have something awful happen in it yeah for sure especially as the years go by those odds go up I think the most famous story or myth to come out of this hotel, however, if you've heard it, is that Stephen King based his short novel, 1408, on one room in particular in the Congress. It's the story that I was the most excited about, and I'm not sure if any of you are true crime fans or into King's horror stories, but it's a creepy one. He wrote it in 1999. It's also the third tale in the audiobook collection, Blood and Smoke, if you're into Audible, because I was thinking about trying that one. It's also the 12th story in his collection, Everything's Eventual. So, both of those are on Audible. You can get them at the library as well. But um, some of his short stories are really fun because, you know, you get a little bit of Stephen King, but you're not, like, invested in the entire, you know, novel. Because some of his are... Super long. Yeah. Uh, The story is about a nonfiction writer... Of Haunted Places. He wins awards and his books are in the bestseller list, but this guy feels really guilty that he doesn't actually believe in this nonsense. He's like, ah, I write about it, but I don't really, I don't really believe what I'm writing. It's just, it's making me money. So he goes to this dolphin hotel and he decides to try to stay in room 1408. He's filled in on the 42 deaths that have occurred over the past several years. Many were suicides and the manager tries to get him to change his mind. But he's set on staying, he wants to do research, and of course all those creepy, awful things start happening to him. So I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it's terrifyingly awesome, as are most of Stephen King's books. So I do recommend taking a read on that. Or if you're not a reader, you need to go watch the movie. John Cusack plays the writer, and Sam Jackson plays the hotel manager. I saw it years ago, but it really stuck with me. I remember John Cusack, I remember some of the creepy parts. Um, It came out in 2007, so I'm not... Not too old. I mean, it's a little older, but it's decent. Like the the graphics that I, I remember were were still pretty scary. So yeah. So Halloween's coming up. Add that to your spooky spooky list. Maybe I we'll have to watch that. it. Yeah, just to yeah. Um, so speculation went round and round on what room in the hotel could have caused the inspiration for this iconic writer's story, and many thought that it was the room on the sixth floor that would have been numbered six six six. That's why it's sealed off. Another rumor had it that years ago, where the room was a space, like where the space was that the room would be, was like drywalled over. So the staff can't recall any specific reason why it was walled over, but window washers would say that it was closed up with all the furniture left inside because all of the objects were thought to be cursed. To my ultimate sadness, I discovered that these rumors were not true. Aww. And that made me really like, I was like, oh no, I really wanted it to be true because then I wanted to go back and stay and try to find that space and yeah, see if that so was, was the really wall, there.
0: Yeah, where the door is.
1: Um, but there was a parapsychology enthusiast and author named Ursula Bielski. And in one of her books she wrote, and I quote, some researchers have come to the conclusion that King used the Congress Hotel story as the basis for his work. However, there's no evidence supporting her claims. In his short story intro, Stephen King actually writes that his story was his attempt at the old haunted room at the inn, you know, the one that every, basically he says that every horror writer should at some point in their career try to write the story about the old haunted inn mm. room. And that was his version of it. And it okay. was damn good. So I did, um, I did find out though that the hotel lobby, this part is, whew, gives me a little bit of chills, was also the hunting ground of sorts for America's first serial killer. You know what I'm talking about? Did you put it together when I said the world's fair? Did you think of any one person in particular?
0: Mm-mm.
1: Okay. Herman Webster Mudgett, aka Dr. Henry Howard Holmes or H.H. Holmes, would hang around the lobby searching mm. for his next victim.
0: It's all coming back to me, yes.
1: Yeah, because I want to read Devil in the White City. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing that Leo, Leo like I say it, like he's like my friend. Like, yeah, Leo. I remember Leo? Why we well, just had drinks the other day. Um bought the rights to the book and was going to make a movie out of it. And I that's really, that's going to be, if, if he does that, if their, if their production company does that, it's going to be, it's going to be amazing. I think. H.H. Um, H. Holmes's murder castle, you know, as they called it, was located at the corner of Wallace and 63rd street. They didn't really go into a whole lot of detail, but I'm sure he just like lured people there who were looking for a place to stay. Like maybe the, maybe the Congress or, you know, at the time the um, auditorium hotel was, and he'd be like, "Oh, I have a place for you to stay, man. Yeah, I'm like, let me oh, just street. help you with your bags." And, oh, so I mean, but think about it. It's the World's Fair, so thousands of people are coming to the to Chicago from all over the world. So if like one thing happens to this Nobody's lady from France, they're, right, they're not gonna miss them, and they're not gonna miss them for a while. Mm-hmm. And even if they do, where are they gonna look? Fairs
0: are terrifying for me. I didn't you hear me go on my rant not that long ago when someone was talking about the fair. How they're like letting their kids run around. And I'm like, no, everyone goes missing at Bears. Yes. There's so many people there unaccounted for. You the don't workers. Even know. like...
1: Who was it? The, the couple that killed. They would like take their van into like the fair the parking, fair parking lots lot. lot and like find people. They would find young kids
0: to work. Remember, they would hand out flyers. And this could be a different one, but this one I know would go to fair parking lots and they would find young girls like 15 mm-hmm. and they would hand out flyers
1: yes it might be the same one um
0: to make like good money doing something silly like it was like easy and all these young girls would be like oh i could do that totally and they'd be like oh meet me in the parking lot blah blah blah." Stella trying
1: to get her bunny oh my
0: gosh oh she's like oh, what do
1: i have to do to earn some money yeah. how much how much yeah. are you gonna pay me and she'd probably she'd tell him to go to like, take a hike because it wouldn't be enough be like, oh yeah i'm doing that it's i'm great. not i'm more <laughs> than that it would be like wait wait how much two dollars
0: okay Stella, Um, if we both do it
1: yeah right (laughs) we could split it (laughs) uh
0: but yes there's just so many people and then you have the people coming in also a lot of times there's showings there right like people are showing their cars there's car shows there's animal shows yeah there's just so many different people coming and going from bears with no ledger like there's no
1: right you wouldn't even the police wouldn't know where to look first no they would have no idea you could just be stuck in the barn behind the hay and they wouldn't nobody wouldn't even check even now yeah Ugh. Yeah, I know. But anyway, so, sorry. No, that's okay. So that's really all I have on the hotel. I just wanted to save the bus for last and tell them about our our scary story. What I've been talking for a while since I'm telling the story, so why don't you start and tell the story and tell them what we... Our original plan was to obviously scare the dads and the kids because they were going to check out room four forty one. I can't remember why we said we stayed behind, but we were like, or, or we were like, we'll catch up later. I don't.
0: Know. I, we went to the. I don't know. We were, remember we were going back to the room. And we're like, we'll go check it out. We'll meet you there. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, we wanted to scare them, so we mm-hmm. stayed back. I can't remember what, why we said we were. We were doing something. Who knows? And they always leave us behind because we're always doing something. Oh yeah. But we remember we tried to go like different ways. Yeah, yeah. We well, we, we did mm-hmm. and we successfully did at one point we scared them. But then
1: the guys with their Yeti cubs and the kids. All like, casually. Ah, yeah. Right they're walking. I don't even think they wore shoes. I'm like, that's gross. You guys should put shoes on. They're like, meh. They <laughs> were just like. They, they around. treat it like home when we go to a they hotel. Do. They
0: just move in. It doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Um but then we we reunited with the two bigs. Mm-hmm. When we after we got back to the hotel, we scared them. Like, ah, you scared us, we knew it was you, whatever. And then we're like, oh, you really want to go find it? And
1: and then Ava stayed back for whatever reason because we just took Stella. Mm-hmm. And we went down the elevator into the lobby area. And I remember we're like, let's just like wander around and see what we can get into and see what we can find. Maybe we'll run into something. Remember? And then we went up those one stairs and I think that was the gold Ballroom?
0: I was going to say, do you know what ballroom that was? I want to look at like a map of the hotel to, know. to know what ballroom I'm that was I'm guessing in.
1: it was the gold room, which is supposed to be like blacked off, but we opened the door and we got in easily. I mean, it was dark. There were things covered. I mean, you Everything, clearly yeah. you weren't supposed to be in
0: there. Nobody has used that in a long time and there was no intention on using it.
1: Mm-mm. We walked around that for, like, mm, a couple minutes, and then we were like, okay, we got to get out of here. Got to get out of here
0: before. I just pictured, like, someone locking the door behind us, like, why is this door open? Yeah. Um,
1: For real, because, like, again, reading that doors would be open, I mean, we found our way in wherever we wanted to go. Nothing was was locked. Right. Except when we went down the stairs, and, right, I remember you specifically. So we were trying to get back to our floor. We couldn't figure it out. It was, like, a whole maze. We went down the stairs, and then remember it got really dark. And we, there was one last door and we're like, okay, well, this must be the door to get to, because it was like the only other door on the second floor leading into what we thought was the hallway and it was locked. Mm -hmm. And I remember you were like, that's against hotel code. Like what if there's a fire? You can't can't get out. Like, yeah. Doors that are locked. So we Mm -hmm. couldn't figure it out, but it was so dark in that stairway. We couldn't really see. And then all of a sudden it was, like, music. a crackling of, like, an old record, and it was 1920s music played on the freaking speaker the above us. Is, yeah. And you guys, like, Jay-Z was playing in the lobby. It wasn't, <laughs> like, it wasn't like this was, like, like, their normal music. Well, there was
0: no hotel was music so anyways. Like, no. Some it, hotels have music in the hallways. No. stuff. So there was no hotel music. The only music that was playing was in the lobby, in the bar, Right. Like those areas. There was
1: nothing in the hallways. There was nothing in the stairwell. Until we went and tried to get through that door. And that happened. Yeah. And I got instant goosebumps. You did too. Stella started freaking out. She ran up the stairs. You were behind me. Yeah. And then you said the door opened. The door opened.
0: And not until recently did Tara not. I didn't know
1: Tara that. Tara did not know
0: that. Because remember I was like run, 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 You were like pushing me. Yeah. you were telling
1: me to run. And I was like oh god that's really like this. I just, <laughs> She's I really was scared, working this But one. you were like pushing me. And I'm yeah. like oh, I'm going as fast as I can. I didn't know that the, the door. door was opening. Yes, yes. Remember, we it like pulled on, on it, for and, a
0: hour. Hour. and then because we were doing a little bit of theatrics for Stella, to we were her. we were
1: trying to scare. We were her, trying but to scare her. her. We were like, and then really... I was like, oh,
0: you know what? We should probably turn around. And the music started playing, and it was old, like music you would like hear it like a speakeasy. Like, yes. Remember the restaurant we used to go to, the Capone's.
1: Yes. The steakhouse. That yes. yes. Shut down. Yes.
0: yes. Yes. They. That's the type of like it, music they would it play was. there um but it was like broken music it was
1: like an old it almost reminded me instantly like what I thought was like the old you know like the old record players with like, the turntable yeah
0: like the big the little you know, it, it sounds weird right oh, it's like, it's like yes. yes exactly and almost oh like gosh.
1: a mm-hmm. and then it
0: came oh my god yes but anyways we turned around we were casually gonna go up the stairs well casually running but then the door started to open and I did not look back. I just shoved You were Tara. shoving and You
1: were like, go, 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 go,
0: go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we got up the stairs as fast as we could. Oh, and,
0: and then we then tried then to pretend like we weren't doing anything because we were in an area where we obviously weren't supposed to be. And you right. just come from this dark.
1: Closed off part of the hotel, basically. Yeah.
0: And then you just emerge into the lobby where mm-hmm. there goes from like nothingness to just. All of a sudden there were people People having a good time, everyone drinking and dancing and checking into the hotel and sightseeing and
1: it was crazy. It was crazy. So it would have been...
0: And Stella was terrified because... Terrified? She's terrified. terrified. (laughs) She was terrified because Julia had left her jacket, her big winter jacket on the chair with the hood up in front of the window (laughs) And it's like it didn't have real curtains because yeah. you know, the hotel was a little no, weird. it didn't. And, and all night, Stella thought the jacket was like a person or a ghost <laughs> staring at her. So she didn't like move. She didn't go to the bathroom. She didn't do anything. And
1: she didn't say anything. Or she didn't say anything. She, she didn't, didn't even know. She was so
0: scared. She didn't even move. <laughs> she just thought. And the next day, she was like, oh, my gosh, this Julia's jacket. I couldn't sleep all night. Like, when there was light, she finally passed out. I just thought it was the shadow man.
1: They still talk about it. Oh, so my recommendation is, if you go, you have to take your family and like do something like that and scare
0: just them. To scare them. <laughs> go find them. Six 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 or four forty one. We
1: survived, so you know. But that That's was so creepy. Fun. Yeah, it wasn't. Did did you hear? Did you not hear something? Um, that, the
0: they... one other story so similar. So the bellhop guy, when we were talking to him, he told us he mentioned that. The locker room was haunted. The staff locker room was haunted. He didn't say the women's bathroom. Okay. um, Where randomly, like, lockers would open. There would be um, trails of water, like wet feet.
1: Oh, okay.
0: uh, Stuff like that, the locker room. And then he said there's a little girl in the dining room that when they're setting up would, like, you could hear her, like, running and laughing and, like, like playing around, and she would play with the silverware and, like, move glasses and stuff when they were trying, when staff is, like, trying to set up. Really? But I didn't get, we were, like I said, we were waiting for our car, mm-hmm. so I didn't get any more than, like, why, the, where the little girl came from or, but he said, like, the locker room was, he tries not to go in the locker room because it's for real scary
1: wow well, that's like and like, you
0: could hear people like getting ready like I like if you're on the side of the locker room like it sounds like people getting ready for like like shift toweling
1: and off and yeah like, their clothes on and oh, yeah like God. you could hear like yeah
0: stuff on the other side oh like gives me goosebumps it does. And he was like a big guy he didn't look like he should be scared <laughs> <laughs> you were like oh I and he had been there for like 30 40 years I mean he'd been doing that job. a really long time he'd probably still be there if we went back that's cool
1: it's cool to hear from like the people that actually work there and experience these things right yeah yeah, it's really cool so i don't know i recommend it i think you know everybody should stay at a crazy spooky place like that i mean obviously it's safe so just go have a good time make it fun
0: visit chicago chicago is a
1: great city great. great
0: it's a wonderful city well thank you
1: for that yeah so i thought it'd be really fun to like dive into the whole history behind it since you know
0: We'll have to post a picture.
1: I think I even have a picture of us in front of four forty one. We were like taking
0: selfies. We were making the kids take pictures. We're <laughs> yeah. like, why are we here? We're like it's haunted. It's great.
1: Smile. Smile. Look scared. <laughs> yeah. So such a good time. But I'm actually looking, and I am having a lot of trouble finding another haunted story that I that is interesting enough to keep my attention. I'm struggling, so I can't wait to hear what you find, and I may try to change the rules on the next one. <laughs> I that's haunted.
0: So. I have, um, my idea, but I have to figure out if I have enough information to turn it into a full story. Gotcha.
1: Well, see, and that, that was my other thought is that I might share like three small stories with you. Because a lot I of them are just one you. story or one, mm-hmm. this is what happens and then yeah, it's over. Yeah. Well, one of them is actually, um, a place that I had talked about in a previous episode with hauntings and paranormal but never quite went into the actual place of it but I just said I I think I made a comment that oh and I don't want to give it away who it was but it was like about a famous celebrity who had died and I said you know there's like a whole story behind this place that she used to live and that she might have like seen her like the forecoming of her death and blah 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 and I came across that story again and I thought oh actually this is really interesting and all of the other past things in this in this place that I was looking into are actually pretty cool. So, but it's just, it's not a super long story. So again, I might just do like three. Or some like some minis. Yeah, but these are kind of fun. So, all right, well, time to go grab some lunch. I think um, I'm start. My so stomach is so rumbling. Hungry. All right, I guess that's a wrap. That is a wrap. Stay safe mm-hmm. and send us your book recommendations. And like I said, hop over and if you're enjoying the podcast. Please give us a five-star rating and send a send in a review and tell your friends all right have a good one bye-bye bye-bye